The Blokebusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Podbros Network. You can find us as well as other fine shows such as The Guy Huddle, Language of Bromance, and Dave's Nerd Compendium at podbros.com and on Twitter at Podbros Network. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 61 of the Blokebusters Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. Uh, today we will be discussing The Revenant. Yes, uh, we will. The <laughs> latest bid for Leo to get a statuette. <laughs> just a little statue. Just one. If it doesn't happen this time, I think he will quit acting. <laughs> so, uh, let's root for him this time. Yes. Uh, uh, first, uh, though, let's get the uh, nitty gritty out of the way. Yes, well, uh, uh, you know, obviously finding us... In places on the interwebs, you've got... We're on this upstart called Twitter. Yes, at Blokebusters, facebook.com slash Blokebusters. You can email us, blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com. We do have a nice little website, mm-hmm. blokebusters.webs.com. And technically we have Google+, Plus, but I've done nothing with it. So that's, We will uh, also respond to fire beacons, <laughs> ravens, uh, yeah. any other method of communication. Yes, and <laughs> if you're somehow able to get a homing pigeon to us as well, we'll take that. I prefer the uh, Game of Thrones raven. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, that, so. that's fine. Yes, pigeons uh, are stupid ever since Game of Thrones, Paul. Come on, get with it. Uh, <laughs> I can't get it. You if don't it was it. good enough for <laughs> World War One era people, it was fine. good enough for me. Okay. Alright, um, how did this film, well, how much did this film cost? I bet a lot. Um, a fair amount. <laughs> I think a little bit more than we're ever going to get to see. So, directed by Alejandro Iñárritu, and I did, yes, look up how to pronounce that, yes. because this is a guy with many an accent to his name. The film cost $135 million, which... I think they did quite well for that. Given, yes, given uh, some yeah. of the shots and stuff, and a box office of twenty nine days after release, one hundred sixty seven million two hundred twenty eight thousand six hundred and ninety two dollars worldwide. And as I was telling Brian before we started, the first two weeks this was released, it was in four cinemas <laughs> because it was released Christmas Day and we it think was. they basically said we're not going to bother trying to fight with Star Wars yeah you can't fight the force yeah. uh. and so the third week was when it was over 3,000 cinemas and it was number one in the box office yeah, so really so. it's first week <laughs> yes I mean same four theaters but yeah really yeah. it's first so week so technically it made it budget back in as near as makes no difference the two weeks since then, so it's, it's done quite well, I think. <laughs> yes. And uh, so, who's in this? You've got uh, uh, the, that little-known actor Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio as Hugh Glass, Tom Hardy as John Fitzgerald, Domhnall Gleeson, a.k.a. Bill Weasley, a.k.a. the guy that's running the <laughs> yes. First Order, uh-huh. as Captain Andrew Henry. Will Poulter as Jim Bridger. Bridger, and I thought I recognized him, but I, I was actually thinking of a different actor. This is the guy from <laughs> We're the Millers. 
okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so, hope, yes. Um, so, interesting to see him in Did not catch that one. Yeah. Uh, me neither, actually. And hmm. Forrest Goodluck as Hawk. And I'm hoping I actually wrote down the last name properly because there's a bit of a squiggle there. So, I think it's good luck. Good luck. And mm. Hawk is Hugh Glass's son with a woman of. Uh, Indian descent, and when I say Indian, I mean Native American. Yes, forgive any terms we use. They are the terms there are yeah. used in the film. And yeah, that's that, how we'll that is what I was going. Yeah. With, like, <laughs> yeah. I, and I don't even know the tribe name, so I can't even tell but, you that. I can't remember uh, what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I could. But look they it mentioned up. Pawnee, even though they weren't Pawnee Indians. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, I think the yeah. the Pawnee were. One troop that they'd run into, and they called these guys the Re, but I have no idea if that was anything to do with their tribe or if that was just mm-hmm. the term they were using. So, yeah, right. And I do think I looked it up once, and Re doesn't occur anywhere in the tribe name, so I don't know where that's come from. There, yes, <laughs> I think, yeah, they just, I mean, they can't have a, I think there would have been a lot of backlash if they had a no. real <laughs> uh, somewhat ridiculous six style yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. maybe this film can come on Netflix and just get rid of the ridiculous six I think <laughs> oh that would be great if it could yes have that effect <laughs> oh my god where do we dive in with this thing uh I'm not sure like it, where do you start with well, this well I guess I'll go uh, start off with like i Went to see this at nine thirty in the morning on okay. my day off. Well, my thinking was it's a two and a half hour film. I'll get out by you oh, know no, I... noon, noon. You know, noon. I'll have most of my day. Yeah. Or... I I get that. I'm just yeah. surprised you found a nine thirty showing. Well, for, yeah, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> so well, my plan was that you know well, I'll get about around you know by noon I can do other things but then I thought well you know what there are other movies I want to see let's just make a day at the theater and you know I was going to see Hateful Eight and I was going to see something else did you see this one first? I saw this one first okay and <laughs> I was a little uh, just a little bit like I had gone through the ringer <laughs> I was so just drained emotionally and mentally and the same thing happened I, I got a scout these movies out better Paul because uh, <laughs> like a week earlier I went to see Room and I saw that with the intention of going to see another film afterwards just one <laughs> and saw that at 2 o'clock and once again just so emotionally taxing and exhausting <laughs> and you're just like I gotta go home and absorb this <laughs> yeah uh, but the revenant was yeah um, it is two hours plus of just Visceral, raw survival. <laughs> yeah, uh, not a whole lot of lightness into it. Uh, I'll get into some of those moments later, but that and, was my takeaway. Uh, I mean, obviously, I love the film, but yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I found really interesting was the lack of dialogue. Yes, just mm-hmm. how much it's just what's on screen. There is a lot of grunting and groaning yes. and pain. <laughs> Understandable. And sighing what happens? And exhaling. <laughs> uh, but yes, a spoken word, not a whole lot. No, um, yeah. especially uh, as I say after the first twenty twenty five minutes, not a huge amount of dialogue. What would you say has more dialogue, uh, Fury Road or this? I I was actually trying to to think about it. I think, even going further than that, I think 
Beetlejuice has more spoken lines of dialogue you than, than Hugh, Hugh Glass, Glass does. And he's on screen for 18 minutes. That's a good way minutes. to think of it. Yeah, and, yeah he's on screen Especially for given how fast he talks, yeah. I think there's mm-hmm. more dialogue said. Now, the only problem that I have with that towards the end was when he really does get his voice back and he's having to explain what happened in the camp. I read that point. I was like, well, okay, th- this is where it's maybe different than that. But I still think... Up that, to that point, at least. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, up until that two hours <laughs> into the film. Yeah, it, it, You're just seeing his experience. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah really well done. And uh, I found this out very recently. It was shot in sequence. Really? Yeah, yeah. That not done normally. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I can't think. There's one famous example, but I can't think of it at the moment. But yeah, very rarely done. Yeah, I can understand why they would. Oh yeah. But. yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see that. Apparently, he wanted. He said he wanted to do it in sequence, and then they said it would cost an extra seven million dollars to do it in sequence, and then they just somehow ended up being able to do it in sequence so <laughs> okay that I worked out for him mm-hmm. and also he said and this could be something else to point out he the, when I say he I mean the director he said if we ended up in green screen with coffee and everybody having a good time mm-hmm. everybody will be happy but most likely the film would be a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, Adam Sandler read that quote <laughs> yeah. it's not about your good time it's about yeah. the art so yeah the the film, with the exception, like one notable exception, I would mm-hmm. say, there's next to no uh, you know, CG elements to it other than, I would imagine, probably uh, a little adjusting of uh, the shot here and there, just in case there are any problems with it. Yes. All, all done with natural lighting. Mm-hmm. Like, no, not not a light stand to be found on this film set. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and I'm sure, like, I looked I mean I didn't look too hard but there have to be some continuity issues but I certainly couldn't find them on the surface here uh, <laughs> no, on the yeah. first watch well especially if it's shot in sequence and given all of the long takes that mm-hmm. they had and you know there were times yeah. where you could see like a blurry swipe would hide a shot or mm-hmm. or they would just kind of do that real close up of someone and then zoom back out so it's like okay they could have done it a swap yeah. there mm-hmm. but yeah doing it in sequence with long takes there's not going to be a lot of continuity errors because yeah. I was just thinking of having to do a re- you know reshoot on a take and then the lighting might have changed was more where I was you know yeah. thinking of but I don't know <laughs> when he does a movie, yeah. he doesn't. In Yarito doesn't do a whole lot, but when he does, I mean, he just <laughs> knows what he wants. Like Birdman with the one shot yeah. look, you know, and then this with in sequence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy, this guy is good at putting together a film. <laughs> Very much so. so. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I did have a conversation going with someone uh, in a Google Plus uh, community. And yes, for those of you that are listening, Google Plus is still a thing. Hmm. Uh, it was whether or not Birdman or this film is like wh- whether you like them more. And I had to tell them like they're two so different films. That, they're yes, completely yeah. different. Yeah, but like, I I do think that Birdman is slightly better paced and put together than mm. The Revenant. Mm-hmm. But well, Birdman's a character piece. Yes, uh... <laughs> yeah, but and yeah, you know, the, the set pieces are probably easier to put together mm-hmm. and all that. But yeah, I, I just think that uh, 
the pacing. Obviously, there were points where it had to be slow in the Revenant, but I, I just felt that Birdman was better paced. But the acting from Tom Hardy and Leo mm. is better than anything that's in Birdman, I think. Once again, I don't know. Apples and Orange. Tough for yeah. me to call uh, on that. Because, I mean, Ed Norton is so damn good in Birdman. He is good. He is good. He's such a pretentious dick. I love, I love but, him in that movie. But I do think that when you're watching Birdman... And Keaton, of course. It yeah. goes without saying. Yeah, when you're watching Birdman, it is difficult... Not to just see, oh, that's just Edward Norton playing a over the top <laughs> Edward Norton. That's uh-huh. that's Michael Keaton playing him trying to get away from Batman. Like, mm-hmm. whereas in The Revenant, like it took me a second to realize it was Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah, even though I knew it was, yeah, I mean, obviously I knew of the cast or at least the two main cast before the film. But I'm like, when he was on screen, I'm like, oh, is that that that? Oh, I, that's <laughs> yep, gotta be is. him. Okay, <laughs> that's him. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, yeah, he disappears into the accent, and obviously the the clothing and the beard. And all that. <laughs> like, yeah, help. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, let's kind of so since he kind of went sequentially, let's uh, kind of try to make some attempt at that. Right. Um, I have written down here bear attack, <laughs> pretty bear much attack. the catalyst for the rest of the film. Yeah, uh, and uh, like you mentioned uh, before, moments of CG. I thought CG bear looked really good. It did look really uh, good, and it was. I thought it was pretty seamless into the real bear. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it. I mean, yeah. you could obviously tell something wasn't a hundred percent correct. Yeah. but and you know, honestly, Leo, if you're gonna go for it, like, you can't. I mean, more you gotta get bear. in there with a the real bear. <laughs> Come on, yeah. <laughs> do you want that trophy or not? <laughs> I I do think if he'd actually done something with a real bear, like they mm-hmm. they. The Academy would have had to have just mailed him. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Here it is. Just show <laughs> you don't need to show up. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm showing up. I get my speech. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a very... I mean, gore does not bother me at all. Um, no, 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 and no, that no. wasn't really... But the brutality of it, <laughs> I thought was shocking. Um, and then you think it's over. <laughs> yeah. And it's not over. <laughs> I mean, that, the one thing I... I found watching it, and like, so yes, yeah, as you say, there's the attack by the bear. Uh, you know, he taken by surprise enough that he's not able to get the shot off before mm-hmm. uh, the bear attacks. And the one thing I wasn't sure about was why the bear left him alone in the first place. Like, like attack, mm-hmm. rah, 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 and it's like, I'm going to go over here now. <laughs> okay, sure. Like, I mean, obviously he can't actually kill the main character of the film, but. Or she, I guess it yeah. seemed like it was a mother uh-huh. bear, uh, and so it goes away, and so you know, he very slowly gets himself back up, like grabs his gun, makes sure it's loaded, aims, and fires and doesn't hit, like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere near the head. It's more of a in the it's neck, like which causes the slow, yeah, uh-huh. slow bleed out. And again, like, I understand they they wanted to have that. Like, he's getting even more hurt now, and he has to be immobile at this point. Mm. But given how good a tracker and hunter he is, I don't think he would have missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I think you just have to chalk that up to a uh, story. Yeah, but, uh, and yeah, I am willing to mm-hmm. go with that because he needed to be in trouble. And, uh, but yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was very well done, and I think... 
because they didn't try and do too much with it and they were so close up mm-hmm. with a lot of shows, a lot of close up shots in this film but because they were so close up and it wasn't as it would be in most other films like 20 meters away mm-hmm. so you would see a lot of it moving past scenery and you'd be well okay so that wasn't that great like they just had the real close up of them and that's why it looked as good as it did yes yeah, yeah. And yeah, pretty much the only CG heavy scene in the I film. I think uh, the wolves attacking oh. uh, the elk or the caribou or whatever. That, yeah, yeah. Those had to be. Ah, actually, uh, thanks for reminding me because there's there's that scene where, uh, and this is much later mm-hmm. in the film, he goes over the cliff on the horse. Mm-hmm. That CG was about as good as the CG in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. So good. <laughs> and, that, and when I... Or unless I'm misreading you. <laughs> well, now, that's the thing. There was some good CG in that film, but I'm talking about the horse stampede where they're jumping on top uh-huh. of the horses. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, it, obviously, you're not spending a huge amount of money on the horses in this particular mm-hmm. scene, and it seemed kind of the same as that. It's like... You had this bear that was awesome at the beginning of the film, and now you've just got uh, basically the horse from uh, like pick your Disney film here. It's like the the slightly aware horse is just like, oh no, I don't want to go over this cliff. No, it didn't bother me that much. I mean, it was over and done with pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, but, that, uh... that, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm just griping at it slightly because like it that's what stood out for me, but. Immediately after that's over, like you're back into the real gritty. Like he has to cut in. He basically he's Luke in Star Wars, getting yes. into that. Uh, oh, <laughs> a lot of guts in that horse. A lot yeah. of guts. <laughs> yeah, that's a surprising amount. A, you wouldn't think it all sta- uh, could be in that body, but oh boy, yes. <laughs> I guess if they're accurate, it was. Yeah. And, <laughs> and and this is a a genuine. Uh, boon for the film I didn't know if they actually did get a dead horse for that scene or not (laughs) (laughs) if not um, well excellent excellent uh, prop uh, and (laughs) set dressing then yeah uh, if it wasn't a real horse yeah yeah I mean as I said at the beginning this film is very well put together it was just the CG that let it down for me during that scene but if that's all if that's all that I had a a huge problem with in terms of the aesthetic of the film they did very well so yes nominated for production design and visual effects yeah, for the yeah. Oscars so right. fair enough I mean, apparently they overlooked the horse yes they overlooked the horse <laughs> yeah but oh well um I don't know should we delve into the I guess the plot the overall I mean I we kind of glanced or glossed over that didn't really yeah. talk about it I mean it's not really the plot of the film isn't really the plot of yeah, the I mean, film it, the, the film um, itself is a revenge film yes and, it's a revenge and survival yeah. uh, film um, yeah, survival that means that it revenge. will be the best film you see about pelts yes <laughs> yes the best pelt film in existence that I can remember in recent history it is definitely top five pelt films oh, for yes. me <laughs> maybe even top two oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll let you figure that out I don't want to dumb dumb down the audience oh yes, um, yes. if yes. you don't know your pelt film by now I'm not going to spoon feed you people <laughs> uh, pelt, my favorite pelt films but uh, All right, yes. yeah, so, so that is essentially what comes off as the plot on the surface yes, uh, very, these, these uh, very very basic plot and 
when I say very, very basic plot, it sounds like I'm saying, oh, well, basically mm-hmm. the plot... No, to be honest, the plot of this is very, very basic. Mm-hmm. It, so are they, what, their uh, army or no, they, maybe are they ever really identified as... No. They're military of some well, sort. Sort of, yeah. I, I yeah. think basically what happens is there's this company that is getting these pelts mm-hmm. and obviously getting them to sell, and they have hired some people to do a lot of the hunting and tracking, which mm-hmm. would be the, the glass character. And then they, the guy who is running the company has either ties to the military or is in the military himself. I mean, he's a captain. Yeah. Whether or not he was the captain of the boat or he's an actual <laughs> captain in the military, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so they, they have that in there and then everyone involved in it Everyone else isn't military, as far as I can tell, because yeah. they're just there for the They all seem to be like independent contractors <laughs> yeah. or whatever, yeah. Especially the John Fitzgerald character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get a lot of different people from a lot of different places. And, yeah. uh, and in the opening of the film, they are attacked by the Native Americans. And it seems as though every single attack is because somebody took a woman from their tribe. They have no idea who it is, so they're just going <laughs> to kill everyone until they find her. Yes, very good use of the time, I thought. Yes. <laughs> so it's this thing where, given that I would imagine that the stereotype being that the Native Americans are very good trackers and they're able to hunt down them, it's like, wouldn't they know that this band of people didn't have her? Like, you'd think, yeah. mm-hmm. you'd think they'd know that, but. Oh, again, they needed to be <laughs> and getting a little more forward. Tact. I mean, yeah, hey, let's do some trading. No, oh, you mind if we look around? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, my, I don't have to just kill them all. But yeah, my my biggest issue with the film is how paper thin the plot is. I mean, it really is just obviously mm-hmm. there needs to be some plot to keep the characters going, but. They it almost felt like they they mm. were just like this is just going to be a spectacle film. We're not going to spend too much time. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think a lot of that stuff might have been added or just stayed in because some people could stick around to watch Leo just crawl <laughs> on his belly for two hours. Yeah, uh, but I think other people need a little more. Yeah, they, they need something something to break that up. I'd be fine watching that. It would have sat a little heavier, <laughs> but if that's possible. But yeah, I think that's probably why that existed. It's it was really interesting to watch unfold because I'm watching the films like this film is beautiful, it's got some great acting in it, but my god, there's nothing to it. <laughs> there Yeah. <laughs> um so I gotta go back to after the bear attack. Yeah. Um his the other members of the hunting party or whatever find him, um, you know, presume He's not going to last a whole lot longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he is bleeding profusely from the neck and yeah, from mean, his back. And, very, uh, very true. Broken leg or whatever. Yep, very yeah. true to humans and all that. They, they are trying to save him, even mm-hmm. though they know the chances are it's not going to work. But they still, yeah. they're still trying, mm-hmm. with the exception of Fitzgerald. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's another uh, plot element that I really found some trouble with because Fitzgerald up until this point, has pretty much been on record as hating glass. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the like the guy that the captain <laughs> is going to leave in charge of his safety. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one man that's like, I want to kill this dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I do believe that... Uh, and again, I had some trouble with that. <laughs> yeah, again, trying to find 
Uh, some maybe I know there's interesting things stuff, to happen. Right? Yes, Nick stir the pot a yeah. bit. I get that. And uh, think part. probably the captain was thinking, like, okay, if I pay this guy enough, he'll put aside that because he's he's always concerned about money. Yeah, that's what this guy is concerned mm-hmm. about. Which I understand back then, like that's a thing. But this guy is obsessed <laughs> with money yes like, he's, uh, he's carrying the pelts that mm-hmm. he's refusing to bury because he's like this is my he money. wants his share he wants the dead guy's share <laughs> <laughs> and he wants extra for doing that yeah for watching yeah. over glass yeah this guy um, i don't know how this guy ended up on the exhibition in the first place so mm-hmm. if this was his attitude but yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I mean a little late now to bring this up but if you're uh, apologies for any first-time listeners, but this is obviously a very spoilery uh, <laughs> type of podcast that we do here at Blockbusters. Yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you're spoilers, see the film, then listen to the podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. but, Although, to be fair, we haven't actually spoiled the end at all. No, not yet. No, we, we, we just <laughs> we'll said some of the scenes. Yes. yes. So, uh, I guess you know that whole watching over him doesn't last too long. Um, no. And uh, then we get to the. Uh, the burial scene, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, the, uh, unless you want to touch on a point that happens before that. Well, I, I was, I was yeah. going to say that, and yes, yeah, definitely spoiler here. Some of the best acting in the entire film in the scene where Tom Hardy as John Fitzgerald mm-hmm. is leaning over glass and saying, like, this, "This is a glass who, at this point, can grunt and blink." Oh, yes, and he's yeah, <laughs> le- leaning yeah. over him and just saying, "Like, yeah, okay, you know, you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. I know you're not going to make it." Everyone knows you're not going to make it. All you have to do is blink. Yeah, save and your boy and blink. Yeah, and yeah, you'll save us. Your mm-hmm. your boy will be fine. Like yeah, you know you want to be out of this misery. Like all you got to do is blink, and I will do this for you. Uh-huh. Right? And so you, is... you can see the Leo's glass just. I had to fight every urge to blink now. Yeah, and he just maintains eye contact for like 30 straight off-screen seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like, where you know a person has to blink. Like, yeah. Yeah, but he's going to read that as okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and, yeah, Tom Hardy just always it's just, so just, just still, still going as well. Just like, he'll just be like, just blink. Just Save your boy and blink. Just, uh-huh. blink. And then, like, yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Although my my immediate thought as I was sitting there was, wouldn't you just wink one eye, wink the other one? Uh-huh. Like, you're winking. You're not blinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, that moment gave me uh, visions of um, Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood. Just the sheer viciousness of that yeah. character and manipulative pa- uh, uh, powers. You know, just. Yeah. <laughs> Where, you know, I am the one in charge here. You know, the kind of, the undertone, uh, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. just, you have no say. Yeah, I, I found I found that scene, like, that scene for both of them. Like, that's the Oscar bait right there. See, that's... Uh, my Oscar bait for Hardy is when he's sitting at the fire with... Um, the Bridger, I believe, and and he's talking about his father, I believe. Oh, yeah. It, and when he found God. Yeah. Yeah. And that it, was my Oscar moment yeah. for Tom Hardy. That <laughs> was such an amazing performance. He's got it. was a fucking squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> found God. <laughs> found God. Yeah. 
Oh my god, that was so good. But yeah, so yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah. he buries him alive then. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a really interesting scene when it comes because you know he, there is uh, well first that scene where he's you know telling him to blink and uh, Hawk turns up, so he kills Hawk, and then yeah. and as far as I could tell, all he did was drag him about. 20 meters to a tree mm-hmm. and didn't try in the least to bury him or cover him with anything nope. and so his plan is that Bridger won't walk in that direction I guess or come <laughs> from that direction yeah or the, someone else killed him yeah. Yeah, come on but. yeah and it's <laughs> it's interesting again like I said some of the plot paper thin but <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that's not the reason it's from yes guess. it certainly makes for up for it in the spectacle that you see on screen <laughs> uh, and the performances there. yeah so saying so, yeah, he he does lie to Bridger to say like oh I saw the like 20 re down mm-hmm. the road they're coming this way like you know we need to we need to bury this guy mm-hmm. and go and so like you know he starts kind of burying him and then he leaves Bridger to finish it and of course, Bridger can't. He's, mm-hmm. He can't bring himself to do that. And he just bring himself to leave him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, leave yeah. him with the water bottle. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and which you know he had spent carving that little circle symbol, which, spiral thingy. Yeah. At no point do they ever explain why he did that. And obviously, that probably the, it something he saw. Yeah, you know, it, a tattoo on a Native yeah, American. Plot, or something plot wise, or, there's a reason that comes back mm-hmm. later. As to yeah. why he did that, but yeah, the, he's just you see him scraping on it at one point, and then he just puts it down. So, oh, there's a spiral on it for the story's purposes, <laughs> so it's identifiable to the audience at a later point. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, is that the canteen? Oh, it has that spiral thing. Yep, that's the canteen. Okay. <laughs> Unless right. they made more of them. No. Hang on. Sir. Paul has left me, and I'm going to sing on the podcast, and he's probably going to throw this in. You know what? Yes, Brian. Yes, I am. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was just having a look over my notes, and it's, uh, I mean, number one note I wrote is what I said lately. I better get that damn Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's going to, I don't know, this is going to, I don't know whether this sounds ignorant or not, but I don't think this is his best performance in a film. I think he endured the most. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> obviously, for the film, in real situations, real freezing cold and, you know, spending hours a day, I'm sure, on his stomach, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> crawling around to get those shots, covered in mud and shit and snow. Yeah, and, get, getting uh, you know, yeah. T- tied down to that strip. Although that was probably yeah. the easiest for him. Uh-huh. So I don't doubt that is, this is the most he's ever gone through or the most he's ever been exhausted during a filming. No, but yeah. I don't think it is his best yeah. performance. Uh, that, for me, is still Gilbert Grape. Um, he was very good in <laughs> and I think he should have had the Oscar for that so right. I think this is going to be a career Oscar for him that, yeah, uh, right. much in the way that Denzel got his career Oscar for Training Day um, <laughs> you know there's a ton yeah. of people um, Scorsese got what was oh shoot uh, he should have won for Raging Bull but he won for uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the deposit I believe so yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, and I, <laughs> I was even thinking, uh, thinking about Leo's stuff in this. Like, this wasn't even the first time he's had to be crawling on his stomach for mm. a film. Obviously, that would be uh, Wolf of Wall Street with the Quaaludes scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, he should have won the Oscar for that alone. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I did have a couple of uh, another. I mean. We might be coming off uh, confusing. I think we both enjoyed this film, but we're doing a lot of nitpicky things. But, well, that, and, and I'm going to continue with that. that yes. <laughs> I don't want to nitpick, but... <laughs> but, yes. Back to, call back to what we talked about before. But that's exactly what I'll do. Um, so, uh, how... When he is able to crawl a long distance, you know, he frees himself from the ground and... He is, you know, unable to walk or stand or do anything. He can just crawl. Mm-hmm. He crawls to essentially a cliff edge and looks down and sees water, running water down there. Yeah. Cut to him by the water. <laughs> How did he get to that water? Very, <laughs> he just very slowly. Throw his body down there and break yeah. a few more bones. It's just like, well, I, I'm already in trouble. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just uh, Princess Bride style. <laughs> You're rolling down the hill. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like the uh, uh, the Monty Python Flying Circus <laughs> scene where it's <laughs> it and and real tangent now. Monty Python Flying Circus. They have a scene where they have two people sitting in an office, and you just see a body come flying past the window, and they're like, "You just see that? What? Someone went flying past the window? Like, what? Like, someone just went past the window? Like." Look, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> like, yeah, someone just went another one. Like, they're, they're another. like two people, three people, just fallen past that window. Like, and they go, oh, it's probably a board meeting. Like, oh yeah. And so it then cuts upstairs to someone complaint writing a complaint letter to the BBC. Like, I have worked all my life in an office building and have never once. And then he's dragged off the screen and he goes, Yeah. I'm just imagining like. The director came out to him and was just like, yeah, you need to get down there. Push. <laughs> there we go. And they just didn't film that. <laughs> the camera ran out of film, so they, they were like, oh, okay, well, now we're at the water. But yeah, it, I think yeah, it was one of those... That had to have taken, like, two days to get down there. I am probably. <laughs> I, I think it had to... It probably came down to... We can't show him I know, trying yeah, to drag could. himself down this cliff. Yeah. Or at least show like a brief cut of a path. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. got it. That's how. Yeah. Or a slower descent down. Yeah, him, oh, that's how he must have gotten. Yeah, down like, yeah. Him looking mm-hmm. over the cliff and going, oh no, and then looking aside, just a slope. Oh. Just no. <laughs> a sign, water this way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> um, I have written down uh, neck wound. No idea why I wrote that down. I wrote it down in the theater and I transposed <laughs> it to my big notes. Don't oh, know okay. what I wanted to say about neck wound. Neck wound. Uh, okay. Maybe. Yeah. The cauterizing of it is that yeah. plausible. Yeah, because he, he puts the gunpowder in yeah. there and just that that was a great scene. That had to feel really good. Yeah, <laughs> but that tickled just a bit. Yeah, and, and I found it interesting that they had him get his voice back after that because mm-hmm. that that wound is exactly where your vocal cord would be. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think that's going to sever them. Like you're not going to talk again after you use gunpowder to cauterize your wound. I'm pretty sure, yeah, your speaking days are over. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but <laughs> again, this is one of those thin plot points. Yes, just... uh, we already talked about Hardy. I had just Hardy Wow written down. Um, yeah. I think as much as I enjoyed Leo in this, I think Hardy stole the show for me. 
He, as far as giving the best performance in the film. But he had the most to his character, and yeah. given that his character is just money, he, money he's just remor- yeah, remorseless and soulless, <laughs> uh, and yes, only cares about him and his and the, his money. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I mean. <laughs> I was thinking of this while I was watching the film. Like, yes, I understand there has to be those types of people in this world at that time. Yeah, people that have were. learned that you have to look. I mean, everyone, to an extent at that time, has to look out for their number one. Yeah. There's no law enforcement that's coming to help you in a few minutes. You know, uh, yeah. you all have to have guns and protect yourselves. And But <laughs> he takes it to such an extreme of where there is zero compassion for the fellow man and yeah <laughs> it, it was just this guy will get me killed so I'm gonna kill him that yeah. was the extent mm-hmm. of it it's a simple equation in his head him or me it's not gonna be me yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. by glass um, <laughs> so as just heavy and just mentally taxing and emotionally taxing as this film was I did find a couple of light moments in it Um, the first being when, um, is it Bridger or maybe someone else that when they're leaving, uh, the Indian village, um, that drops some food for the Indian woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he notices the one Indian woman still left alive. And so he just mm -hmm. puts down a little bit of food for it and doesn't draw any attention yeah. to Fitzgerald's uh, yeah just drops it and yeah and keeps walking I thought I loved that little moment of kindness yeah uh, <laughs> in an otherwise world without kindness oh, yeah <laughs> well and to to really hammer that home there's a point uh, let's say about two thirds through the film where Glass comes across this random possibly Pawnee I'll say. I believe it is yeah I think you're going to uh, hit on my second point yeah here. guy yeah. and so you know he, he ends up uh, being able to A not get the guy to shoot him mm-hmm. and B like they share a little bit of food he helps him come out to health a little bit he even shelves him uh, during this particular storm getting nice and warm mm-hmm. And then he comes out of it, and the guy's hanging by a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, before then, though, I thought, well, you didn't mention it. I thought you were going to, was them uh, catching the snowflakes on, that, yeah, that, on their tongue. That that was a, a real cool... And, and I, I needed that. I think everyone in <laughs> needed that Yes, <laughs> <laughs> to break up the brutality and yeah. rawness. Um, something just a little bit. I don't know. I don't recall if they necessarily laugh, but they're definitely smiling a lot. No, they, and, they, they do start yeah. laughing at some point. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's it just like the the mm. the pony. I'm, I'm assuming he's pony. Yeah, so he starts just taking a tiny ah, catch the snow, and so glass starts doing it as well. And then it seems like they're trying to one up each other, mm-hmm. and then yeah, it just becomes huge smiles, just a laughing break. Yeah, it was. Mu- yeah, I was very much welcomed <laughs> to have that little bit of lightheartedness and, yeah, and a little bit of connection between them. Yeah, and, and then he's hanging. On a yeah, tree. basically, <laughs> and then we're back to the movie. Yeah, ba- based on this film alone, all I can say is never ever get close to someone called Hugh Glass. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing good will happen. Stay away from him. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to side with Camp Fitzgerald. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot that fucker and go. <laughs> yeah, so, wait a minute, you're the guy who every single person you get any connection with mm-hmm. dies. Um, yes. Bye. <laughs> you are people cancer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, 
fair enough again for plot's sake it, he needs mm. to have some hardship but this guy doesn't catch a single break in the film no not too much <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I couldn't believe it. I, I thought I mean I, I saw things going south for that Pawnee but not as quickly as yeah. I thought he would be with him in the story a little longer yeah. or uh, at the very least he would uh, come across that guy being in trouble and maybe not be able to save him but so, yeah. but no just to just to come out and he's just dead and it was yeah and it was really a deus ex machina killing in that they you have these french characters who really aren't an integral to the story at all, no, at all. but they're the ones responsible for this yeah and uh, also no reason like if you actually mm-hmm. think about it they trade with mm-hmm. this other tribe who mm-hmm. and it turns out oh no they were the ones that stole mm-hmm. the woman from the tribe which if you're thinking about it well yeah they're the most obvious suspect why didn't they go straight to them anyway mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so they trade with the tribe so why just randomly kill another mm-hmm. Native American especially well, I think it's just blanket racism at that point well, those, yeah, Native, I... those Indians or Native Americans screwed us over and pretty much strong armed our horses away from us um, right, I mean of so. course they're French so <laughs> yeah, so yeah that, that, that's your your latent British racism for you there folks <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so that definitely bugged me out um, I have a few other notes I don't know if I need to get to them or not uh, I wrote down church ruins when the son visits him I thought the uh, the visitations or the dreams were handled really well when he dreamt of his wife, and then, I mean, we haven't even touched on it. He did have a wife and another son that were... No, that was... Or, that was... What? That was Hawk. Hawk, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, holding Hawk when... Yeah. yeah, but his wife was... Well, yeah, it, yeah. Killed. His, yeah. His wife was... Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say, another son. Like, no, Hawk? not another son. <laughs> but I meant with his son. Okay. Sorry. As well as. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, they, but... And Those was... sequences, and then you know the sun visiting at the church ruins. Yeah. I I didn't uh, I didn't fully understand exactly what happened to because it mm-hmm. just seemed like was he living with uh, another tribe or were they living in just a random village and that village was just randomly pillaged? I think he was dances with wolf style yeah, assimilated was... with the tribe. Right. Because uh, yeah, it did seem just like. Oh, yeah, it's never really random. touched on other than those flashback sequences or uh, yeah, and a bunch of people in huts, and then and who killed her? Like I don't know. Did, again, <laughs> just some, some guys in coats turn up, yeah, and kill. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, by my idea, I, I thought the uh, the surreal aspects were handled. No, so, oh, somewhat well. Yeah, done. very well. There, yeah. there was never a point where it felt as if like she actually was there. It was always like, well, this is obviously mm. a dream of some description. So. Yeah, uh, and you know, this is how my brain works. I always mentioned to, uh, multiple times already how I connected to other movies in it. I thought of Braveheart. How well? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's I, a film you. Like. That's not one you're big on, is it? I, but, I have not seen it, and also my. Uh, but my, the my housemate yeah. at university 
will fight anybody that says that that is a good film because it is so historically inaccurate it's not even worth it. It's not a documentary. <laughs> it's a piece of entertainment. So tell yes, them that. But, but if you are going to base it at a certain era in Scottish history, mm-hmm. to completely fuck up that era in Scottish history is a bit of a well, amazing feat. I will at least take this nugget and say that the dream sequences of that film were very well done, and that's what I thought of. Fair enough, him. yes. Yes. Well, um, yeah, dream, dream sequence you're allowed to do whatever you want with so I have no ill will towards that yes. but uh, yes I thought they were well handled um, I did have another question mark here I don't know when this occurred or after sometime apparently after because these are sequential notes um, after the son dead son visits him in the uh, ruins of the church yeah. he up until that point has been I mean he is upright now and kind of walking with a walking stick uh, yeah, crutcher mean, of some sort. Yeah, able to actually walk, but preferring to keep the crutch, yeah. And somehow, he is able to mount a horse. <laughs> How the hell did he mount that horse? <laughs> uh, Once I, again, very carefully. Uh, yes, yes, really carefully. Uh, I would imagine... Unless uh, that horse knows the trick of lying down, you know, because yeah, some horses uh, can, uh, you know, lay, you know... Yeah, Put their I, legs out and get I as think, low as they can. I think. Are you thinking of when he was escaping from the the French camp, where uh, up into yeah, up into leading to the pursuit and then jumping off of the cliff? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the idea is that he was sort of walking at that mm-hmm. point, but uh, you know, still having some trouble, and. Yes, then, the fastest healing broken leg ever. Yeah, well, be, being I think the idea of being in that like weird steamy yurt thing that the guy put oh, together. Uh-huh. The idea is, you know, he's treated his wounds and he's doing the stuff which is supposed to aid in mm-hmm. healing. So at that point, a he's better than he has been, and also probably the adrenaline of when he to get the hell out of here. So he Mister Miyagi and went, yep, and <laughs> rubbed his. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> you're better now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it was. He centered his chi, and he's good. Yeah, and it, I mean, yes, I'll grant you, he got on that horse incredibly quickly. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh-huh. and a very well done scene as well, where like he comes across the guy raping the Indian woman, mm-hmm. and was it? He holds a knife to him, and then gives the knife to her. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and yeah. Obviously, you never actually see anything, but you follow him as he goes to the horse to check the thing, and then you just kind of hear something. You look back, and yeah, the guy's going to die now. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's missing something. Yeah, and not yeah, not the best way imaginable either. <laughs> Quite painfully, I would yeah. think. Although I, uh, I would like to point out that if you actually watch the film, the guy is. Again, maybe only 30 meters from the camp, a straight line from the camp. There is no way that if someone didn't just turn their head, they would have seen what was going on. (laughs) Yeah. Again, not not really taking the plot into account at this point, but... uh, yeah, yeah, I think the fact that the guy got his comeuppance was enough to really dispel my <laughs> problems with that. Uh, yeah, so I do want to get into the uh, conclusion or finale of the mm-hmm. film, I think, as we yeah. kind of as we are, are going to mirror in. the style of this film. Uh, yeah, tra- it's shot sequentially, and we will uh, try to record sequentially yeah, here. Sort of, uh, Sort yeah. of, somewhat. But to what extent did you see the deception uh, evolving uh, as far as the yeah. um, the body switch 
on oh, the horses. Immediately. Immediately. Well, once he looked at that tree. Well, no, their, it, uh, basically, what, what happened was the second it was a body, mm-hmm. or the second it was somebody upright on a horse in open ground, mm-hmm. not him. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way that's uh-huh. him. Yeah. Especially since he knows this guy has a gun and mm-hmm. he's looking out for it. Like, yeah. No. And, like, I just saw the movie and then the feet, and I was like, yeah, he, he's the body. Like, he's the- <laughs> uh-huh. But it did work because we got to see it from a closer distance where it allows the audience to know that. But Fitzgerald is so far away that it is believable well, to him. Well, I mean, he's not yeah, a great distance away. But, yeah, But, you know, there's yeah, and that- no reason, I think, for that character to suspect yeah. something. Yeah, you know? but but they, the way it was shot, I think that... Uh, Probably people that are still thinking at this point will know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, that's probably not him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah it'd it, be so it, stupid to write an open ground. Yeah, but, but <laughs> when... it, and it isn't until Fitzgerald gets to the body and like, whips the thing mm-hmm. back, like, oh wait, that wasn't him. I did love that. Yeah, <laughs> the the room, the sweep up. Yeah, the gun. That was great. And then the just utterly, I know I'm using this word multiple times, brutal. <laughs> final fight where yeah, no, I think maybe literally no punches were pulled no, yeah, yeah uh-huh. I, I think I do believe the only thing that probably wasn't real was the severing of the fingers like, oh yeah it is just the most violent <laughs> awful uh, yeah, way I, I can't even imagine I can't even project <laughs> my mind which is somewhat creative to Think of what I could do in that situation where that person is coming with you with everything they have. You're coming out with them at everything they have. This is going to end in one of you dying. Yeah. (laughs) If not both. Yeah, if not both. Yeah, and just completely (laughs) brutal. Now, Uh, and this is coming from someone that has watched Django Unchained. Yes. This film. But this was realistic violent where. Tarantino has sensationalized violence. Yeah, yeah I know. this is very much grounded in reality. Oh, that <laughs> sounds like a punch. That looks like that would bleed that much. That yeah, looks... <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That person has now lost their two yeah. fingers. There's so. no shooting a shotgun and the woman flying 300 feet backwards. <laughs> yeah. my Say favorite. goodbye to me. Yeah. My my favorite part of physics <laughs> to find. <laughs> <in that film. laughs> Say goodbye to this. Was it? Sure. There you go. Yeah. Say goodbye to Miss Candy. Yeah. Shooting from upstairs at an angle, and she goes straight backwards. Yep, that works. Pulled out of the room like a vaudeville hook. Yeah. 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 Basically, you've seen the scene in The Exorcist where she's pulled backwards, and they did it so hard that she uh, broke part of her tailbone. Imagine that times three. That's how yeah. fast this woman gets. So <laughs> yeah. So that is, I guess, uh, the difference there. Where like I still, I don't mind mind this, but I, I mean, it was what the movie needed. Uh, yeah. Um, this this is how this would have ended. Yeah. That <laughs> and, is very much. I felt this portrayed what those times must have been like. And yeah. Yeah. And it, these mm. are two people at the end of their tethers. There's like, no one coming to help you. There's no. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially, you know. Yeah. Uh, when it's just those two, like yeah. you can't think there's going to be <laughs> outside help. Like you got to figure this out. You got to win this. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah it, it it was such a great and brutal ending to mm-hmm. a great brutal film. Like, mm-hmm. And then of course, yeah. You know, then he, when he oh he floats just, him, he he looks up and he sees 
the the engines standing on the other bank, and yeah, you know, and it's one of those things where it was slightly foreshadowed as well because you have Tom Hardy character had previously been slightly scout, <laughs> slightly scout. <laughs> yeah. yes. he, he had this great little bald spot, like, uh-huh. just off to the side a little. Yes. Please and, keep your hat on, Fitzgerald, because <laughs> it creeps us out. And yeah, so he, he does just. Uh, He's about to kill him, and he's like, mm, nope, float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These guys can handle you. I love that, that he didn't need to be the one to finish taking yeah. that life. <laughs> well, and, and also, yeah. like, if you wanted this guy who has killed your son and tried to kill you, mm-hmm. and you know, all of this, like, if you wanted that guy to die in the most horrible way possible, mm-hmm. handing him off to the people he is the most scared of, Yes, to the the people that shared half of your son's DNA. You know, (laughs) it is Mm. like uh, cathartic. I would say, like that's his like that that how he needed it to end. And of course, there was that thing where I believe the uh, the pawnee gentleman had said like how that it's God's will, like Mm. will will help. I, I can't remember the exact line, unfortunately. And he just looks up and then, like, aha. <laughs> yeah, yes, that is indeed the case. Here you go. <laughs> um, and I will say, maybe it's because I wasn't, I'm not great at faces, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize until afterwards when I was just double checking stuff that the second person to ride past him is the woman that he saved earlier. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, did, I, I did catch that. It didn't. It didn't mm-hmm. stick with me. And like, so, could I? I figured as the film was ending, it's like, okay, she must have got back to the tribe because they didn't then just kill this guy when they've been indiscriminately killing any white man they've come across. So obviously they found her again, but it didn't. It just didn't flash in my head. Like, <laughs> oh, that was her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. I think talking about this film has left me the same way as yes, watching, I <laughs> watching the film left me. Well, right. uh, and I, I do, I'm going to mention it here as well, but uh, the next film for thought that we're going to be doing, we're doing immediately after this, and it will be released later, a week or so after. I'm excited. We are going to be sitting down, watching and commenting on Kung Fury. <laughs> yes. So that's going to be quite a departure from the Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of two things that are more different. <laughs> yeah. So, so do look it up. It is on Netflix, at least in America. Uh-huh. It is on YouTube for free. Wish I had known that. Yes. It is also on iTunes for five dollars uh-huh. or whatever the equivalent would be in your region. Uh, mm. So yes, yeah. do do look it up and then listen to us <laughs> as we. Yes. Uh, as we watch, uh, <laughs> watch whatever the hell happens in that thing. Yes. Uh, I do have one quick recommendation, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. The night before I went to go see this film, mm-hmm. I uh, was looking for something to watch. Uh, Netflix wasn't cutting it, so I ordered a movie. Um, and if you haven't seen this, I will make Paul watch this trailer if he has not seen it yet. But it is called Bone Tomahawk. I have not. Okay. It is Kurt Russell. Okay. Wild, Wild West. What Kurt Russell does, yeah. <laughs> Kurt Russell being his Kurt Russelliest, uh, amazing, <laughs> and once again unflinching in the violence and uh, just raw brutality of that time period. Okay, um, it is a tough watch. <laughs> there are a lot of horrible things that happen to people in that movie, right. and you, 
where in any other movie would cut away, yeah. you see that impact or right. you see that evisceration or whatever <laughs> happens. I mean, it's a rescue film. It's a it's a Mario rescue your princess in the castle type story. Okay, uh, it, but it's these yeah the, these Indian uh, or Native Americans that are almost mystical. Uh, okay, and their abilities. Um, and so I watched that, and then I saw The Revenant, and then I killed myself. <laughs> and now I have risen from the dead. This is Zombie Brian to... podcasting from here on out, because that was a tough double bill. I'm glad it wasn't back-to-back, but yeah. Do check out Bone Tomahawk if you love The Revenant. All right. Um, yeah, so, um, I think, are we going to do ratings? Uh, we will. I'm just going to say we've had two responses to people mm-hmm. uh, just putting stuff out there, seeing if they would say anything. Uh, my mother has gotten in touch to just say, I loved it. So, okay. with four <laughs> Thanks, explanation Paul, marks there. And then also, I managed to get a response from a guy called Tony Southcott. Uh, on Twitter at T-S-O-U-T-H-C-O-T-T-E uh, he's the co-host of the Human Echoes podcast really cool guy and he got a hold of us saying that it's going to be heartbreaking for Leo when Tom Hardy wins Best Supporting oh Actor and he gets snubbed <laughs> please don't even say that <laughs> he, he said it felt like the effort was there for an Oscar but the character of Glass was not deep enough to win now I agree that most of these characters were like the plot paper thin but I disagree that he didn't that it wasn't enough for him to get the Oscar like that I, I think he, he he needs to even if it's just a pity Oscar he's got uh, to no he's thing. not pity he has deserved one by, no, by I, now I, I know um, but that's the thing like he's been mm-hmm. passed over so many times when he should get the Oscar that at this point if they don't just look at each other and say we really need to give it to him, don't we? Yes, uh, I would. I think you have to give it to Leo this year. If Eddie Redmayne had not won last year, I think that it completely changes things, and he should win for the Danish Girl. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. Have you seen the Danish Girl? I have not. Okay. I've heard good things. It is. Yeah. Um, so I would think he would stand a very good chance at going back to back like right. uh, I think Tom Hanks was the only other one that did back to back I think so was it uh, uh, I, Forrest I Gump and Apollo 13 yeah yeah um, <laughs> but uh, yeah correction yeah, department get back to us if that's wrong but <laughs> sounds yeah. right <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah just <laughs> let the guy come on yeah. he can't keep it he's going to have to like actually kill himself on stage Via, sorry, spoiler, Birdman alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Pseudo spoiler. Pseudo yeah. spoiler, yeah. Kill himself in a movie to get the Oscar <laughs> posthumously, which I wouldn't put past him. That, yeah, at this point, <laughs> he loses like, really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I have no idea who should go first. Uh, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll go, go first. Ahead. So, yeah, th- this is just obviously an absolute spectacle film and. The problem when it comes to spectacle films is there are so many areas that typically fall by the wayside just because mm. it, you're just going to see it to see great cinema rather than to see a great film. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to go with a... got to go for like a minus 1.5, I think, because the plot, paper thin, the characters, there's nothing to them, but... 
the acting, the cinematography, the the just wonderful direction. Like mm. that that's why the paper thin plot and the the yes. lack of character development really is mm. is not as big a drop for me. So yeah, because the things you're describing would lend to like our ratings, like a minus three or a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something if, like that. But yeah, it, it, if it, it wasn't it, done it, so well in, in all the other areas, yeah, yeah. I completely agree that. <laughs> What it lacks in plot and character development <laughs> certainly is made up for in the editing and the what you get to see on screen and what you get to experience with the glass character. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> which is awfully horrible, horrible things. <laughs> but, but horrible, horrible thing done very, very Done well. very well and looking very, very well. Uh, and just, yeah, him and Hardy, their performances, I mean... Uh, I don't know if I'd want to watch this film again, but if I did, it would be for their performances I would, alone. I would only want to watch this film again in a like a theater setting. I yeah. don't think I'd want to sit down and watch this. Oh my like, god! Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd want the big screen again. I, I would watch it in a rubber room with no sharp objects <laughs> <laughs> and ready to have Austin Powers <laughs> yeah. uh, ready to go right after, so I can detox. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just something you can turn the brain off and giggle. Um, but yeah, I would. I didn't actually give a number there. Yeah. I would. I was thinking right along those lines: minus one point right. five, minus two, maybe in a right. aged, an aged rating of minus two. Um, yeah. I don't think it. Sh- well, I don't know. They extended the. I'm speaking of Academy now. The best picture thing up to ten nominees, which I still don't like. Um, no, that's so I understand why it gets, but if this was a five nominee, I don't think this makes it into best picture. No, um, I think certainly best director. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Best, <laughs> and director, best cinematography, cinematography, uh, the but and the yeah. uh, makeups and stuff. But I, well. yeah, I don't feel like it is a best picture no. winner or nominee, as where I think Birdman definitely was. Yeah, that, um, that's it. Yeah, not not best picture, but best acted. <laughs> definitely. Can we have best acted film? Yes. <laughs> So I think that's done it for me. That, yeah, I think that has to be it for yeah. us. Uh, All right, well, yes, you're hoping so as well. Yes, uh, All right, I've been Paul. I've been Brian. See you, bro. Bye.